Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, we are on. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have an amazing guest with me today. Dr. Wansom is here. Um, Thank you so much, Dr. Wansom, for being with us. So we're going to be talking all things um, HIV, getting some information. So I'm going to start with introductions, and I am we're both going to get into this topic. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, I own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine. I co-own it. Um, and I also provide aesthetic services um, and so with both modalities, my goal is to have my patients and clients not only feeling good, but looking good. So I'm actually going to turn it over to Dr. Tanya Wansom. I'm going to let her introduce herself, um, and then we'll get started. Welcome, Dr. Wansom. Thank you so much, Dr. Uday. I'm super excited to be here to talk about something I'm really passionate about, which is HIV. So I'm a board-certified infectious diseases physician and also a researcher. So I have both an MD and a PhD. And I actually split time between Bangkok, Thailand, where I'm mostly based, and I do a lot of regional and um, national work there, as well as the US. So you can probably tell, like, I am Thai American. And so all my training was in the US, and I um, still am very active in some clinical trials and other um, research here in the US as well. That is awesome. All right. So um, I'm going to start with what is HIV? Yes. So this is a great question to start off with. So HIV stands for human immunodeficiency virus. And immunodeficiency just basically means um, that your immune system is not working properly or is deficient in something. And what it's deficient in is actually HIV is one of the viruses that can target uh, your white blood cells. So your white blood cells are kind of like the army of your immune system. Uh, Basically, whenever something comes in from the outside that's not supposed to be there, your immune system, which includes your white blood cells, would recognize that and kind of take care of it, like either attack it, kill it, try to like remove it from your body. And um, HIV actually attacks those white blood cells. So you can see it's kind of like a war if you have HIV and it's not treated, it's just left to run rampant, at the end, you know, you won't have very many white blood cells left and you won't be able to tackle or um, fight not just HIV, but like any other viruses or diseases or anything that come into your body. Gotcha. Now, how can it be contracted? How can um, someone get it? So HIV is most commonly contracted or you uh, can get it either through exposure to somebody who has HIV um, and is not taking medication. So either through uh, contact with blood or uh, sexual fluids. So that would uh, not include like saliva or things like that. But if you were having sex, so, um, you know, vaginal fluid, for example, or semen uh, would be a way to get it. And then also babies um, can get it from their mothers, uh, either when they're in the womb or during birth. 
Gotcha. So what would you say the um, signs and symptoms or symptoms would be for HIV? Yeah. So actually, many people have no symptoms uh, when they first get HIV. And so some people, you know, may have something that resembles like a flu or a fever, uh, something, you know, like maybe if you had, uh, yeah, just any like upper respiratory infection, for example. Uh, but that's a minority of people, actually. Many people, when they first get HIV, probably have no symptoms at all or symptoms that they wouldn't really, uh, you know, attribute or think like anything was out of the ordinary. And so the only way that you know, actually, if you have HIV is to get tested. And if you, you know, had HIV, you got it, you didn't have any symptoms, and you just kept going on, you know, with your life and um, never got tested, how you would eventually uh, maybe find out that you had HIV is you would get uh, another disease, we, we call them opportunistic infections, because it takes, they take the opportunity when your immune system is kind of weak, when you don't have so many of those white blood cells, because HIV has attacked them, to, you know, come in and do damage to your body. And so sometimes people get diagnosed then, and that's after many years, actually, of having HIV already, is when your immune system is very weak, and you might have some of these other uh, illnesses. And some of those common illnesses might be something like tuberculosis or TB, for example, uh, which you don't hear, you know, a ton about in the U.S., but that is a common way people actually find out that they have HIV. And then there are some um, other illnesses as well that are kind of rare. You wouldn't see them if your immune system was working normally. Um, they can be like pneumonias or um, skin cancer, for example. Different kinds of things can um, point a doctor into thinking like, oh, maybe this person's immune system is weak, so we should check them for HIV. Gotcha. And then formally to diagnose, how do you do that? Yeah. So HIV is diagnosed by a blood test. And so there are two kinds of tests um, available. One is a rapid test. So I know a lot of us are familiar with different kinds of rapid tests going through COVID and everything like that. And so there is a rapid test for HIV that some people can do um, actually do on their own. And so that would be just like um, if you have diabetes or you know somebody has diabetes, you, know, you just do like a pinprick of blood. Um, and you can, you know, do that at home and get a result. Or there are also these oral fluid tests where you actually, um, it's not saliva, but you like scrape some cells uh, from the inside of your mouth, you know, like brushing your teeth or whatever, a little bit. And then um, you can also do that test at home. The other way to get a test is to go to your healthcare provider um, and get blood drawn from a vein, like for other blood work that you might do. And those are the two ways um, or three ways, I guess, that you can get um, diagnosed with HIV or test yourself. Now, how is it treated? So treatment is um, actually has come a really long way from the beginning of the epidemic um, when, you know, HIV was first discovered. So now most people uh, will take pills to treat HIV. So it would be just like having hypertension or diabetes or anything else that you might take pills to treat. And so most people take um, two or three medications uh, to treat HIV. Um, and the point of treating HIV is actually to help reduce all the virus in your blood. So it's called viral suppression is basically the medicine, make sure that the HIV doesn't make more of itself and doesn't hurt your white blood cells. And so when you take this medicine, 
um, every day. So it's usually two or three medicines. And a lot of times there's just one single pill. So they just combine them all into one pill. Um, yes, the goal is to become quote unquote undetectable. And that just means like when somebody comes to take your blood and uh, look for HIV, they actually don't find any HIV whatsoever because the medications are stopping um, the HIV from making more of itself. And so um, what I want to say about being undetectable or taking the medicines is that it's amazing because it allows you to live uh, just like anybody else who doesn't have HIV. HIV will not, you know, do any harm to your body when it's undetectable. And the other really amazing thing about it is that you can't um, pass it on to anyone else. So if you have HIV and you're on medications and you're undetectable, um, there's a saying in the HIV community called, called U equals U. So undetectable equals untransmittable. And what that means is you cannot uh, transmit HIV to other people um, through sexual contact. And so that can be any kind of sexual contact. And it's pretty amazing. So it's U equals U means like if you're undetectable, um, regardless of whether you wear a condom or not, regardless, you know, of anything, you are not going to transmit um, HIV to your sexual partner. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's good to hear. Um, I'm actually going to switch gears. So I usually ask a couple of questions about um, our speakers. And so one would be for you would be, why do you do what you do? So I'm really passionate about infectious disease and um, things like HIV, viral hepatitis, and sexually transmitted infections in general, because I think that really knowledge is power, especially in medicine. And um, the biggest barrier, I think, for treatment for a lot of the, these um, illnesses is that people just don't know that they have them. You know, they're not getting diagnosed. They're not getting into treatment. And we have amazing treatments and, and even, you know, for HIV, it's not curable yet, which means like, you know, you can't take a shot or a pill and just magically have it be gone. But there are still amazing treatments, you know, that can allow you to live the life that you want to live, um, have the same, you know, lifespan uh, as anybody else, and really just like help you take charge of your life. And so I'm just really passionate about people having the knowledge um, so that they know, you know, how they can protect themselves. Um, and also how they can, if, you know, they have HIV, how they can embrace, uh, not embrace the diagnosis. Of course, nobody is like excited or like happy to get HIV, but you know, that they can, they know that they can live a long and healthy life just like anybody else. And so, yeah, I'm just really passionate uh, about people having the knowledge and the power. Oh, and we didn't get to talk so much about prevention, but can I do a plug for yeah. prevention? <laughs> Yes, yes, go, go for it. The prevention of HIV. Okay, so, yeah. So HIV um, has a way, you know, there are very effective uh, means of prevention. And for, uh, so one, you know, is condoms. But I think many people who are in long-term partnerships or even not long-term partnerships, like things happen, you might not always be able, you know, to have like 100% um, perfect, protected um, sex all the time. And so researchers, you know, did a lot of work to try to find ways for people to be able to protect themselves against HIV. And so there are medications that are called PrEP. So PrEP just stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. 
And so that pre-exposure just means like before, you know, you get exposed to HIV and then prophylaxis is something that you take to prevent you from getting something. So for short, it's called PrEP. Everybody in the HIV community will know what PrEP is. And PrEP can either be medications or injections. And so how you can kind of think of PrEP uh, is like birth control, you know, for a woman, like many women take birth control because they don't want to be pregnant. And so you can take either pills, there are also shots. Um, and so for PrEP, there are both pills and shots available now. And so the pill works, you know, like a birth control pill, you know, you take it every, um, most people would take, a, you know, a pill every day. And that actually decreases your chance of getting HIV by 99%. So it's almost perfect uh, prevention if you take it every day. Of course, if you don't take it every day, it's also like birth control, you know, the effectiveness will be reduced. You do have a chance, you know, of getting HIV if you have um, an exposure or some risk behavior. But that's also like an amazing tool out there, you know, if you know, or you think that you might be at risk, you can like go online, look at a calculator, you know, you know, like I have a lot of different partners. I can't always be consistent about using condoms, like definitely talk about PrEP with your um, primary care provider uh, or physician to see if it's an option for you. So one more thing for you, with, um, I usually ask, um, with all the life you've lived and all the experiences that you've had, if you had an opportunity to meet your 20 year old self, what would you tell them and what would you advise them? So I would tell my 20 year old self to um, maybe <laughs> probably <laughs> like not take setbacks so seriously. So I think, you know, when we're young, we often think of like, if I don't get, you know, first prize or something, you know, like if I don't get into my dream school, you know, um, residency, for example, like so after or medical school, even like, uh, you know, my life is over or if I don't get married to this guy, like I'll never find anybody. I think, you know, when we're at that age, we often think like the world is over when we don't get what we want. Um, or, <laughs> just take it like a little bit too seriously. So I think now that I've lived longer, I really believe that there are like so many different paths and um, options. And oftentimes, like we get what we need and not exactly what we want. And so I think, you know, everything sometimes, not everything, but a lot of things are blessings in disguise. Like at the time, you are like, this is the worst. But then on the other side of it, you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> that's true that's what i would say that is so true don't take yourself too seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's such a good question um yeah. actually yeah or don't take life too seriously either um that's right because a lot of the stuff yeah. i'm sure that we thought was like the biggest deal ever like a year later you're like i don't even remember that <laughs> or it wasn't even <laughs> that big of a deal it's fine it's i love this question because everybody's answer, most people's answer is the same, but they just say it in different ways and it's so cool to hear it. So thank you for that. Um, so we're wrapping up. So I always ask, um, how can people find you if they wanted to connect with you or, you know, work with you or that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can just search my name and also I host a YouTube channel. So I, 
In addition to being a physician, I'm also a coach and my YouTube channel is called Catalyzing Clarity. And there I just really talk about everyday experiences and how I use um, different coaching tools to help navigate and make, you know, everyday life just a little bit easier. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for this. So you guys, this was amazing. You thought it was going to be good. You didn't realize it was going to be this good. So, all right. Well, on the flip side, if you're looking for a primary care doctor, um, we are accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. You can call us at 304-350-1087. And you can also look us up online at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Wanson. This was amazing. And everybody have having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget you're worth it and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week. Have a great rest of your week.